Did you have any nicknames when you were a kid or when you were in college? Um, well, my mom, my mom purposefully named me so that my name couldn't be turned into a nickname. Really? Both me and my sister, she wanted a name that couldn't be like Catherine and call me Katie. Mally. But, but people, people still tried to force it like that. Like Lena? Like Lena, like my, uh, my dad tried to call me Lena for a while. Um, Leany. Nice. Mal. Trevor calls me Mal. Mal. Um, shout out to Trevor. Shout out to Trevor. Yeah, Jack is something else you can't only. Jack is traditionally was a nickname for Jonathan. Yeah. And now it's just a name. My name is Jack. It's not John or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I was thinking last night. I asked this because I was thinking last night randomly. I was thinking about being a kid. And I was thinking about playing Tetris. Back when yeah. I was like late high school, early college, before smartphones, I had like one of the Moto Razors, you know, the flip phone. Ooh, yes. And I would play a lot of Tetris on that. And I. I I had a nickname for myself. I called myself the Comeback Kid. No, like Bill Clinton. No, I did. Yeah, sure, <laughs> because I had a habit of like getting myself into like a real pickle where I would like fuck myself where there'd be a lot of stacked uh-huh. shapes with a lot of dead the dead space. Yeah, and then I would like focus up and I would like whittle it all the way down. That's very And dramatic. in my head, I would be like sitting on the toilet or like sitting in bed being like, the comeback kid. No one thought he could do it. Oh they counted him gosh. out. They thought he was he was over and look at this. And I was just like really, really sadly proud of myself about that is, my Tetris s- That is so <laughs> dramatic. That is really interesting. Did, don't, didn't you also say that you used to like pretend that you were in a movie all the time yeah oh yeah when i i still do this whenever i'm listening to music in my headphones or in my car it's like it has to be the right music as mm-hmm. if this were a movie mm-hmm. and this was a soundtrack like what would be the fitting vibe yeah I, and like it sometimes like pisses me off literally i'm like i'm really in the mood for this song and i'm like doesn't fit and there's a voice in my head that goes like, wouldn't fit this scene, do man. <laughs> wouldn't fit this scene. Pick and then another. I'm like, but I want to just listen to this band. And I do sometimes, and I have a weird conflict inside no. of me. <laughs> that is so funny. I'm just an insane person, that's why. No, I could so, never play Tetris. That too stressful of a game. Really? Yeah. I found it relaxing, because there it was just, boom, boom. It was kind of methodical. Yeah. It was mindless. You were able to kind of focus on these pieces and kind of turn your brain off. So it was yeah. almost like uh, a form of meditation, I guess. Some people who do certain uh-huh. rote, ac- rote activities as a way of kind of mindfulness of turning, tuning other things yeah. out. I guess Tetris was that for me, or like those games, like 12, 20, 48 of those other games. Oh, I was gonna where... say I played solitaire. Yeah, same thing. I play sol. I used to. I have like rotations. There was a, yeah. a, a while ago when I would play solitaire on my phone. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. On my phone, like yeah. a lot. Exactly. When I was in college, that was like the only way I could go to sleep some some nights because I was just so hyped up and like anxious or stressed, yeah. and I'd just like lay in bed and play solitaire for like I two have, hours. I have done that many times. It wasn't for two hours though. I tend oh, to listen well. to an episode. <laughs> my anxiety must have been I, I t- <laughs> drastic. I have anxiety as well, and I was playing a game recently. I just changed my prescription for my migraine meds, and they make me pretty tired if I take them too late. And so I upped my dosage, so I've been kind of groggy and adjusting to that yeah and i was playing a fun little game am i lazy or depressed <laughs> am i tired i'm kind of stressed about well, welcome, back, welcome to... back to lazy tired or a little bit stressed out about work and anxious about something stupid i'm also really tired and just mm-hmm. lethargic hmm what which is it? one is it <laughs> spin the wheel uh speaking of lethargic this episode this 
episode. Like, wow. It's kind of quiet. Welcome back to the Ethical Butchers. Yo, welcome back. Hello. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome, Fanables. Ugh, it's good to have you back again. Welcome back. (sighs) Thanks for sharing this space with us. Yes. (sighs) Do you ever listen to the podcast LeVar Burton Reads? Have you ever heard of it? (gasps) No. It's LeVar Burton from Reading Rainbow. And um, I have it on how I think it's you can just find it on the podcast app. And he self selects, self selects, he selects short fiction and then reads it aloud to you. There's a little bit of sound design, but it's mostly just him reading a short, a short story. That's, and they're all 35 wonderful. minutes, 40 minutes. It's wonderful. They're be- beautiful stories. And he starts off every story. He, de- he describes the story and kind of gives you a little bit of background, but not too much about the yeah. author. And then goes, So if you're ready. And then he reads the story. <laughs> oh, that sounds so lovely. It is. It's very nice for a drive. I love LeVar. Oh, no, that would be sleep, I think, if I was driving. Well, maybe. I don't know, but it's short stories. Oh, so it's like, so it's, like it's, it's like chunks, and, and okay. it's a nice change of pace. It's good for like okay. commute to and from work. You yeah. know, it's like a 45-minute like story. Like NPR, sort of, mm-hmm. but not um, depressing with like the news of the day. No, and he's okay, not great. like reading it really quietly. He's just reading the story. Just reading it. Yeah, it's oh. nice. Okie dokie, let's get going. Let's get going. Okay, so we have just a couple sort of pre, before we jump into the actual episode, a couple, like I said, I don't know, I called them housekeeping things last time. Um, Okay, a couple shout outs. So first of all, one of our wonderful followers, Mm. or at least I think they follow us on Twitter. I believe so. um, On on Twitter, at Kelly B Haiku. Love you, Kelly. Love you, Kels. She wrote these like amazing notes. She listened to our first episode, which like good on her because that shit was long. <laughs> it was long. Um, and she wrote these amazing like detailed notes about what we talked about and like it's honestly answered some of the questions that we had mm-hmm. and just like posed a lot of really um, compelling questions or just like thoughts um, that I thought were wonderful. So thank you for taking the time to do that. That's like amazing. And share that thank with us. Thank you so much. It like we just started this with literally no expectations <laughs> just because we love Zero. this show and like if no one listened to it who cares right we guys just talk about a show we like and the fact that there are people out there and i'm using this term in the most loving way possible the fact that there are some wonderful nerds out there <laughs> literally taking notes yeah. for our show i it, it's like it warms my heart so Ugh. much it's so wonderful truly, keep it up you guys truly thank <laughs> you so um i don't know should i i have like a couple thoughts about her notes should i Go for it. Think, talk about that. Um, so if I'm, and like, Kelly, if I'm misreading your notes or I'm misinterpreting what you said, like, hit me up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But it looked like in your notes you said that Freddie Lowndes is bad and never accountable. And I'm not sure if I think that she's, I don't know, bad and never accountable. Hmm. Well, she's definitely bad. Well, I guess she's a, she's bad in the sense of she's an antagonist. She's selfish, I think. Yeah, and she's an antagonist yeah. in that she works against the purposes of our yeah. main characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, bad and good are relative terms in this show. When uh-huh. a main yep. character who we st- like never really not root for in a way uh-huh. is a murderer cannibal. Yes, eats people. Mm-hmm. So you know, bad. It's bad all relative good. in it's this show. Yes, it's very gray. Um, and then. I think you also mentioned the quote-unquote Fuller-verse, so like this, the universe that Brian Fuller has built, mm-hmm. and that there's often sort of crossover people and oh. crossover like references between the shows. Interesting. So like we'll see this later on in season one, and I'll bring it up whenever we get introduced to another character, but I think we already have been introduced to a character that shows up in another one of his shows, that like busty blonde 
Biddy. Not Gretchen Speck. Gretchen Speck, yeah. She's the Biddy who got put in the dirt in the pharmacy, who just got divorced, but she kept the ring. No, I know, but I think she's in another one of Brian Fuller's shows. Really? Okay, get I at us, everybody. Yeah, hit us up, because that's research. a... Right, exactly. I clearly didn't look into Is that she in whatsoever. she Pushing Daisies? I don't know. I would I love know. it if Kristen Chenoweth just like appeared in the background of Hannibal. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Um, or Lee but, Pace. But, oh, I love Lee. Mamma mia. Mm. Um, mm. Um, okay, so there was that. Thank you for um, sort of pointing that out because um, that is a big aspect of uh, all of his different shows, this sort of crossover universe that he builds. Um, you mentioned that the like, we, we were calling it the like sweeping light thing. I, I yeah. know it's called a pendulum. I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. Um, and I was trying to recall in episode one, I, I said it's like that ophthalmologist test where mm-hmm. they like sweep a light in front of you. After literally maybe hours of research trying to figure out what I was thinking about, it turns out it's the slit lamp test. Slit lamp test? Correct. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Look that up, folks, because uh, that's what I'm thinking of. It's literally a slit of light that gets oh, like passed yeah. back and forth mm-hmm. across your I eye that. to, I think, look at your retinas. I think so. I got that done to me, me, me before. I have glasses, and also I, I, I feel like it's a little bit like the the sobriety test that cops give you. Sometimes <laughs> I've been tested one time. I'm a person who stutters, and one time I was pulled over. The first time I was ever pulled over, I was really nervous. It was like midnight. And my headlights were out. I didn't turn them on because I had a car that didn't have the automatic headlights. And I was stamp, sputter, uh, sputtering and I was get, get, getting disfluent. And the guy pulled me out of the car oh, and he no. had me like follow this light with my eyes. And then I wasn't drunk, so it was right. all good. But yeah. That's really interesting. Huh. Well. Yeah. I was really nervous too because well, he goes, yeah. put your hands at your side. And then I stretch my hands out. <gasps> And he goes, at your side, sir. I was like, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I promise I'm not drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. And I I think that was it about um, about Kelly's notes. So um, thanks again, Kels. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we asked you all to send us fanfic recommendations. Oh, gang. You guys came in. boy, oh, boy, did you. Oh, I love it. Boy, oh, boy, did you. So thank you for sending that. Um, A couple of people who sent us... Um, or linked um, stuff to us on Twitter at the Citadel of Tea, at Fleeting Shade, at Bay Area Animals, Area Animals. Bay Area, I think it's like Bay Area, you know, like. No, I know, I know, Bay, but it's Bay Area Animals, Bay Area. Okay. Nice, I like um, it. Shout out, um, and then at Lung Lungwai, L U N G G W A I. Thank you so much for suggesting either your own or other people's uh, fanfic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the actual writers at Riley Minnick, Dapper Script, Verdant, Tiggy Malvern, Fragile Teacup, Magical Destiny, <laughs> Teapock, and at Colored Inks. <laughs> Was it the Fragile Teacup that got you? Just, just the whole, all just, of them Oh, saying, saying them all in secrets. <laughs> I know, I felt like I was speaking another language there for a second. Um, so here's the thing. Yeah. We're combing through it. Yeah. I'm enjoying what I'm reading so far. Loving it. We're not going to read any today, not because we don't love it, but mm. A, because we're still going to get through some stuff and really make sure we have a really good thing picked out, and B, a lot of it takes place later in the show, and we said in episode one we're going to try and not have major spoilers, and so a lot of them take place either right after season three, yeah. kind of a continuation of the story, or there was one even earlier that takes place um, just a few episodes later from where we are now. So we're going to get to it. Um, but we want uh, 
just to continue the show a little bit more before we yeah. get to some fanfic. Yeah. Just so if we read something that if there are folks following along who know the ha- Hannibal show, watched it a bunch of times, wouldn't matter to you guys. But there are folks watching along who are watching Hannibal with us. They're going to be like, what? Yep. So. Yep. We'll get to him. Perfect. And that, that's all I had for, for housekeeping. Thank you. All right. We're not eating shit today. No. I, yeah, I asked Melina, do we have to eat shit for anything? And I don't think we do. Please tell us if we do. Yeah. We'll see about it. Probably that streak won't last for long. No. Um, so, episode three, Potage. So, a potage, I looked this up because I didn't know. Thank God. Is a, a thick broth or a thick soup um, that is mm. French in origin, northern French in origin. It's basically you take a bunch of vegetables and or meat and you, not and or, I think it's usually vegetables, sometimes you add meat, and you basically boil it with water until it becomes a thick, mushy broth. Um, it's funny that we talked about bone broth on the last episode, yeah, but literally thinking. this is like a thick, mushy, porridge-like broth. Yeah. Um, very traditional French meal. When I was reading, a lot of times it's, su- it's served in hospitals to nourish uh-huh. patients, right? Okay. I know, I know, right? There we go. Yeah, I know. There, is, there are definitely some parallels with this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so it's an, it's an old French, from the old French potage... Uh, meaning potted dish. Um, it's a mm. category of thick soups. Uh, meat or vegetables are boiled together with water until they form into a thick mush, which is a really non-appetizing <laughs> description. Way to of describe it, yeah. But yeah, it's just a really thick soup. Um, so yeah, looks great. Love it. Wow, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into this thick soup of an episode. Let's, well, let's get into it. It was kind of a thick soup. It, it was. It was paced really differently. It felt... Yeah. Different than that than the first two episodes. Just felt a bit slower. Well, there was a lot of for the first like seventy five percent. There was a lot of sitting around talking, and then there was this spurt of like action, like crazy tense action, mm-hmm. and then some more like sitting around and talking. So yeah, it was it was strangely paced than what we um, have been used to at the moment. What we will see in the future. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So it opens um, fall foliage. It has that kind of TV thing where it cuts to where it first, like, it's like time lapse. So, like, it has the mm-hmm. trees that are moving really, really fast because yep. of the time lapse thing. Um, Which I hate. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Uh, it's Abigail with Garrett Jacob Hobbs. So obviously, this is a flashback. Yeah. Um, hunting. They are hunting deer. She has her, he's, he has the binoculars, she has the rifle. Yeah. Um, they spot a deer, a doe, a deer, a female deer. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, and first she misses. She goes, wait for your shot. But she aims for the face was my question mark. I think you try to hit it in the head. You want to get a clean shot in the skull so it drops. And you also don't want any of the meat to get messed up with a bullet wound. Oh, okay. So you do aim. I was like, I didn't know if that's, I don't hunt. I'm not a hunter. My cousins are hunters. Um, but I would imagine that you would want to aim for the head because it would kill it instantly. But what about when you mount it? Wouldn't you want the face intact? That's a good point. I think it depends on how you plan on how using you plan on using it. I don't mm-hmm. think Aaron Jacob Hobbs is, uses those as trophies. No, um, just like, the antlers. Like a butt, yeah, the antlers. But but I think he he even says yeah, we're yeah. going to honor every single part of it. Right. You know, this is going to become this. This is going to become this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you want to kill it quickly, and you don't want to really shoot parts that would have meat. I think the bullet wound might disrupt 
Yeah. Some okay. Fact, I would assume. I, I, you know what? I, that sounds reasonable to me. Um, I was just thinking, well, yeah, if you're going to mount it, why shoot it in the face? But you're right. He doesn't. He doesn't mount him. As we see. Oh, anyway. There's ahead. so many creepy lines that Garen Jacob Hobbs says. Yeah. Yes. She's rubbing the deer. She was so pretty. He goes, she is so pretty. <laughs> and and even when they're still in the woods, there's that like key line that keeps coming up in this episode. Eating her is honoring her. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just murder. Mm-hmm. And that that I feel like really shows that it's such the opposite of Hannibal. I wrote eating her is the opposite of Hannibal, right? Hannibal is eating them is hu- the ultimate humiliation or the mm-hmm. ultimate domination, mm-hmm. right? He eats the root. He eats people who are gross. It's a of, justice. It's a it's, yeah. I don't even know if it's justice or it's well, just it's like a just dessert. I mean, he eats. People who yes. have done him wrong yes. or do wrong or, or just who deserve it, who, who deserve, deserve humiliation. Yeah. Whereas for Garrett Jacob Hobbs, it is honoring them. It's mm-hmm. more of this kind of more holistic, I yeah. guess, thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. And deers are complex creatures. And um, Abigail's talking about how they're equivalent to a four year old. Much smarter than a four year old. <laughs> yeah, he said they're much smarter than a four year old. Um, yeah, creepy with her like rubbing the deer's hair and it sort of like flashes over to. Isn't oh, that what happened in that flashes a over a person like. Yeah, a dead person. That, that That's, I think, when it first starts. Yes, because then it wakes her up. Wakey, wakey, I wrote. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> She's rubbing the hair and the deer hair turns into a, a, a dead person's hair. Yeah. And then <gasps> she yeah. wakes up, she's intubated, she's like, holy shit, holy shit, she's in the hospital bed. Creepy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Real really credits. creepy. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and then <laughs> a- Abby with the pups and Will in his underwear. Right. I wrote, hello, panties. <laughs> in his boxer, boxers or boxer briefs. What are his pants? He was sleeping. It's okay. like first thing in the morning. No. Okay. No. You wake up. You're telling me he woke. He rose out of bed. Didn't bother putting on pee. He know he heard someone outside. He wanders out without checking who it is mm-hmm. or anything, and then just like because I feel like if he like peeked out the window and saw it was Alana, he'd probably be like, "Oh, I, I'll put some pants on." He says, "I'm compelled to cover myself." I was like, "Yeah, right." I love that phrasing. I'm compelled to cover myself. <laughs> Hardly. And then she's like, "I grew up with boys. I don't care." Yeah, she said, "I have brothers." Okay. No big deal. I would <laughs> love it if he had like morning wood, and he was like, "Sorry." <laughs> it's not you, I swear. Right. She's like, I've seen it all before. I got brothers. He's like, well, I'll get a, was it a bathroom? Just in, yeah, yeah. Just for safe measure. Right. I was like, okay. Um, it's interesting. Then they're sitting having coffee and yeah. phones ringing, phones ringing, phones ringing. Both Jack's phones like are ringing. Jack her, is buzzing, buzzing him. Off him. The hook. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. We get some more insight into Alana's relationship with. Um, Jack there. You know, yeah. Jack res- you rattle Jack. Jack respects you too much to be mad, to yeah. yell at you. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, yep, and I take advantage of that. Yeah. Like, I know my position. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and we see it again later in the episode when she's trying to keep Jack from getting Will too involved or trying to keep Jack from getting Ab- Abigail and Will together. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And yeah, and Alana, I love this moment where Alana's like, oh, oh, I was going to say something, but like, I don't want to say it the insulting way, so I'll think of another way to say it. And Will <laughs> goes, and he leans in, and he goes, 
say it the insulting way. Yeah, he's like, don't, don't, come on. <laughs> just like, just say it. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, I, and she, you know, kind of surmises that it is, it is Abigail another one of her, his stray dogs? You know, you can't be her everything. Yeah. Like, you don't, don't, you know, adopt her. Or, you know, you're not going to yeah. be your baby daddy. Yeah. You know. I know, because we talked about last time how there's this, like, paternal... Him and Hannibal both, but, like, especially Will have this, like, weird paternal thing Mm -hmm. about Abigail now, whether it's guilt or whether it's some sort of, like, cosmic, you know, after killing Garrett Jacob Hobbs, it's like, am am I your father now? And it gets very, it gets a bit thicker, this episode, that paternal issue, especially with Hannibal. Um, And I feel like this is an interesting thing, looking ahead, this kind of push-pull, who is she, who is, who is she closer with, and... I'm, I'm interested in revisiting this to see if they're almost actively trying to pull her away from the other person or if they're just naturally trying to influence her in different ways. She's getting pulled by every, not even just Will and Hannibal, but by Alana, mm-hmm. by Freddie Lounge. Oh my God, Freddie Lounge, this episode. Holy moly. I know. She pops up out of nowhere. She's um, everywhere. But, okay, so right after this, we get... we move on to the psychiatric facility in Baltimore mm-hmm. where... Why is she in a psychiatric facility? Is it because of the trauma she's endured? They're like... Because, okay, Garen Jacob Hobbs kills her mom, mm-hmm. slits her throat, Will drops him, she's unconscious, wakes up in a coma in Baltimore. We discussed that last episode or two episodes ago. Right. Why is she in a hospital in Baltimore, not right. in Minnesota? And I didn't really get... And I guess because of custody or... Right, they want to keep her close by. I guess so. Something sure, like that. I'll buy that. But why is she in a psychiatric hospital? And like a damn nice one. I wrote really the facility nice. looks like a fucking Airbnb. Yeah, it's like a nice home. It's, it's like very a stately, vintage, like nineteenth century home. Yeah, it, it's beautiful. What? I what, don't know why. Was she? Was that? Was the room that Alana brought in with the shopping? Tons of bags. Tons of bags. <laughs> too many bags. I want to know where she went to. Where she, where went, she went shopping. shopping. <laughs> I want to know. She's like, I went to Forever 21. I wasn't sure right. if you liked that or not. I went to Loft. You're an anthropology. I, I don't know. I don't are you know. kind of like bo- bo- Boho? Or are you like Midwestern? <laughs> I was like, who cares? You should have just gone to Goodwill and picked up some flannel. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, Will would have gotten the flannel. Oh, well, wait, no. Alana That's would have gotten her all wrap dresses. <laughs> um, we'll discuss the clothing later. God, yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't know why. Was the hospital she woke up in intubated the same hospital bed that she was at when Alana came with the shopping bags. I didn't recognize the room. Was it the I same hospital? I think so. Okay, okay. Um, I think so. But yeah, why is it so her. nice? Why is it private? Why are there no guards? Because I was thinking maybe it's private because she's like a high security, but there's not like people standing at the door. Yeah, was this the whole Jack Crawford thing? Was he like, I bet she's the murder accomplice. We got to make sure she's under lock and key or... I know, but she isn't. She clearly, at the end of the episode, she hops the gate. I mean, she's like... Yes. Uh, <laughs> I have so many questions about how she ended up where she ended up uh, at the end of that um, Me too. I'm sure we have the exact same questions. So many questions about that. But yeah, Alana went shopping. I, I This is a big thing. Alana is shook by this because Abigail is very rational immediately. Yep. She's like... They're dead, aren't they? Okay. Yeah. Just like... Pfft. Yeah, right. And she's she's like, oh, um, you know, sorry you had to wait for me to come and break the news about your parents. And I want to sell the home. It's mine now, right? Yeah, I'm sure I'm it's gonna mine. Sell it. I'm going to sell it. And, Just um, like, boom. Uh, you know, I and they said... Oh, she goes, oh, my dad is, was crazy, wasn't he? Or something like that. And 
Alana goes, oh, the nurses told me that you didn't remember. And she goes, no, I remember. I just didn't want to talk to them about it. Yeah. Yeah, she's really rationally even. And I think Alana was was very taken aback by that. It was well, like, oh, okay. Everyone is throughout this episode. Yeah. She, you, you yeah, see she a really peak of it here and there. Because they're like, okay, this is not what we'd expect from a normal, you know, 18-year-old girl who just, who witnessed. just witnessed her father kill her mother and, like, mm-hmm. found out that he's this mass murderer. Although... Did she find that or not? But uh, from right. their expectations, this doesn't fit the profile. Yep. Something's up. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely helping prove Jack's hypothesis that like oh, yeah. something is not. She's right. a part of it in some something way. Something is rotten what... in the state of Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The um, FBI classrooms are crazy. Insane. I was talking to my friend about this. Um, hi, Brandon. Um, hey, Brandon. <laughs> and we were talking about how there are, and we sort of mentioned this, I think the last episode, there's some like time, there's some loss of time here and there. Like, uh, yeah. we don't, I don't know how long, mm-hmm. how long ago was the Gerjig Bob's murder. We discussed this I have before, no idea, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but especially in Quantico, because there are no windows. None. I cannot tell if it is day or night. It's this awful brutalist style. Oh, yeah. Cement walls, yeah. high cement walls, mm. shadows, downlighting. I'm Weird. like, it, it is bleak. Is there, is there a window in Jack's office? You'd think he'd have a window. He's the I head of the behavioral so. science unit. You'd have oh, what? Yeah. There's no window in his office? I don't, not that I can remember. It's definitely not, I was in the lab, which I'm imagining the lab is in like the bowels of uh-huh, the, the thing. The of classroom it. has no windows. It's nope. this crazy, weird stadium. Three, yeah. like, thrust. Like, people are like up on the side. It looks by like him. the courtroom from Harry Potter. The Wizard Agamot? Don't <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Wow, he pulled that one out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, don't worry about it. It does kind of look like it the Wizard Agamot. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, like the lowered center mm-hmm. where, you know, and then like the high raised people yeah. sitting up really high definitely. observing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, gonna, I was just going to bring us back to Quantico and it's... Yeah, and Hannibal seeing his handiwork. Because this is when uh, mm-hmm. Will is espousing his theory on the um, the copycat. Yeah. The guy who, you know, this, he's, so, he, he's so on it. This is... This person did this murder to show me that it was not mm-hmm. the Shrike. This person is a psychopath who won't kill the same way again. Who blah blah blah. Yep. And Hannibal's just like, hmm. hmm, just like taking it in. Yeah, that was me, wasn't it? Oh. What is it that makes him smile? Um, oh, I know, right? He's talking about Hannibal. He's accurate. He says one last thing, and Hannibal's like, <laughs> all right, yeah, nice. You got it right. I know. Was it the intelligent psychopath one? Something like that. Yeah. Or like, yeah. It's just so great, Hannibal. There's a lot of shots in this episode of, like, Hannibal taking something in. Oh, There's so gosh, many times yes. when it just cuts to Hannibal just, like, hmm. Yes. Just, like, observing yep. a thing. Yep. Um, that are just beautiful. He has, like, such oh, subtle... His face is so gorgeous. And it's, like, fla- oh, it's gorgeous. Of course. Of course. I'm not gonna t- we're, not t- we're not here going to talk about the aesthetics. Of course mm. it's gorgeous. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that that's just a, a beautiful scene. And he's, like, wait, why are you talking about the copycat again? Like, yeah. I, I think I wrote this moment, um, I thought I wrote it down, but to me it was like a turning point where at this point Will has been like a project to him, right? Like, let's see how much we could sort of open up in Will. And mm-hmm. now it's like Will is sort of 
pointing the microscope back at him, although he doesn't know it yet, right? So Will's starting to look into the copycat and point his microscope back at Hannibal. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that moment where he's like, you guys are, are looking into the copycat is his moment of like, oh man, all right, this got interesting. Mm-hmm. When he puts together that, that the phone call, the untraceable phone call was, was uh-huh. probably this copycat tipping him off. Yep, yep. Um, he's like, oh shit, And that's he's like, oh, right. well, okay. Yeah, okay. I think he kind of likes it. He's like, okay. All right. I think so, so too. sport. Yeah, exactly. This is interesting. Yeah. All right. Complicating you know. things. All right. Yeah. Um, that's a great scene. And then, 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 then it cuts to um, the hospital again and Freddie Lounge is there. How, 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 how does she get in places? I wonder who she told the nurse she was. That's, I wrote that down too. Yeah. I wrote that. I was like, I bet she was like, I'm just a... I'm, I'm a cousin. I'm, I'm don't her know. aunt. I'm Something. so worried. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about costumes, talking about costumes, but I have so many thoughts I have about so <laughs> many thoughts about what she's wearing. <laughs> oh, um, oh man. So I know. Yeah, she's basically like she's talking about Will Graham, and she's like, he's crazy too. And then boom, in comes Will and Hanny. Well, even before that, can I say something? That yeah, please. Right before that. So we already have this idea from from her interaction with Alana that Abby is this sort of manipulative, controlled. Um, person that we haven't seen before that you wouldn't expect from a, from a girl who's just had something like that happen to her. Mm-hmm. And you see that again in this interaction with her and Freddie and it's this interesting back and forth where they're both manipulative, controlled women. Interesting. And Abby says something like um oh, I don't know, Freddie asks her a question and Abby goes, "Well, why don't you tell me what you know first?" Mm-hmm. And then we see later on Freddie pulls that same shit on Hannibal. Whenever she shows up at the house, oh yeah, and he's like, "Have you seen?" He's talking about Boyle, the Boyle kid. Oh, but she yeah. goes, "Well, I'll tell you what I've seen if you tell me why." Mm. Like this sort of quid pro quo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, "That's so interesting that we're seeing sort of this Freddie and Abby reflect." I don't know. I feel like there's some sort of like twisted reflection of each other in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. But um, right, and she's like telling her about Will Graham. <laughs> oh yeah, as he comes in, and she's like, "Oh, he's here. Great." He's crazy. He's insane. He's not really FBI. And again says... Special Agent Milligram, not a special agent. Not a special agent. It means he doesn't work for the FBI. Too unstable. Again, with the unstable notation about him. Uh, I mean, it's not incorrect. Is that like... I feel like there was like a game of telephone that went around the city of Baltimore and people were like, (laughs) Milligram's unstable. Milligram's unstable. Milligram's unstable. unstable." Well, she wrote about him in that article. Yeah. Getting a psychopath to catch a psychopath or something like that. Yeah, it takes one to know one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, do they talk to, do we see them talk to Abigail there or, or does it then just cut to them accosting her in the parking lot outside? Who? Will and Hannibal. Do we see them talk to Abigail for a little bit or does it then just cut to them accosting Ab, to them accost, accosting Freddie Lowndes in the parking lot? Oh, oh no. No, no, no. Yeah. They go for a walk in they the garden. They go for a walk, yeah. In the garden. And she's like, exactly. what did killing feel like? He's like, it's the ugliest feeling. There's a lot of quiet talking in this scene. Yeah, a lot of whispering. A lot of uh, quiet, emotional talking. It was terrible. Right, but he's like, Will says, yeah, it's the ugliest thing in the world. And that's another moment where they cut to Hannibal. And his face is sort of like, oh, I didn't think it was that bad. Oh. Hmm. I think it's pretty wonderful. I like it all right, but um, all right. (laughs) I'm pretty good at it. Um. Maybe he's surprised because wasn't it last episode where he gets Will to go, like, I liked killing Hobbs. It felt right. Yeah, okay, so, so maybe he's surprised at Will's 
answer yeah. to that question. Yeah, I wonder if Will is still wrestling with this or if yeah. Will is um, trying to say this for Abigail's sake. That's you a know, good point. Is this a move that he's doing to kind of say to Abigail, <laughs> no, killing is bad? Or is he still, I think he's still wrestling with it. I think he's, oh, it's funny, okay, it's funny that you say that because now I'm thinking maybe he was surprised that Will said that because he was maybe hoping that Will would go, she would say, oh, does it feel bad? Does it feel bad that, uh, does it feel bad to kill people? And Will goes, oh, it's the ugliest thing in the world. Maybe Hannibal was expecting him to be like, oh, no, sometimes it's okay. Because later on, there's this feeling that he's trying to get Abby on his side about killing people after we, and we can get into it, but after, <laughs> after, um, sort of Hannibal and Abby like share their special secrets at the end there's Mm -hmm. this sense where he's like trying to build this like killer family and he's like trying to get it on her side so I feel like that moment he was like surprised that Will said that killing was so bad Mm -hmm. I think he was hoping that the three of them would be these like killing three amigos yeah that would be great right and they just go on wild and crazy adventure, just killing yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah. No. Is this some fanfic for that, guys? Just like <laughs> yes. The, the wacky adventures of uh, of Abigail, Will, <laughs> and the Hannibal. The family. Mm. That would be great. Uh, yeah. yeah. So then it comes to them threatening Freddie Lowndes. <laughs> Threatening her. Which, Will, that makes just the dumbest mistake. So stupid. So stupid. So stupid. This is like the Hulk thing again. Like, you... I think you wouldn't want to threaten someone you just called a killer. Someone yeah, you just called like thinks about killing It's everybody. not very smart to piss off a guy who thinks about killing people for a living. Yes, like literally the worst quote you could possibly give her. Right, and I was like, of course she's going to put that in her blog. Oh, yeah. I love how Machiavellian ass. she is. She's like, he's like, you call me uh, insane. She, she goes, I can undo that. <laughs> I can also make that a lot worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you choose. She didn't apologize. She's yeah. like, I'm sorry for saying that. She's like, no. I can undo that. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I can also make it a hell of a lot worse for right. you. Oh, you're going to make it worse for yourself? Okay, great. Easy. Yeah, <laughs> great. Save me some time. Okay, so I've talked about Will's glasses before, and I really want to I really want to just... Did they show back up in this episode? Yes, he's wearing them and he's not wearing them. I wrote, what are the purpose of his glasses? So, so he walks, I think he has them on when he goes to the hospital, and then he's wearing them when he goes out to the confront Freddy, then he takes them off. And then, to like, deliver that line, or, yeah, okay. and then puts them away. Like he's never, they're they're not reading glasses, but they're obviously not glasses that he needs to like see right. because he because he's not always wearing them, and he just has them on and then just takes them off when there's not like mm. something. I don't understand. I you need know what? To... I have a theory about their huh. purpose. I think they're like a security blanket. Wow. Okay. I think, because remember how I said he uses them to sort of block people's eyesight. Oh, interesting. And so I think in like uncomfortable situations, there's sort of something to fidget with, something to put on, something to take off, something to... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Do you think there's not even a prescription? (laughs) Just just clear. clear lens. He's a hipster. Just clear lens. Just clear for Like Russell Westbrook. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Just like... uh, yeah, I would I, love that. But that's a me. really interesting theory that, like, he has them as a prop. They're just a thing he has that yeah. kind of makes him feel some control. Yeah. When things feel out of control. Now, I'm going to really start taking note of the glasses and, okay, like, when good. they're on, when they're off. I want to know this. Yeah, let me know. It's really interesting. I, I, I also was thinking this morning about this. What must Will feel whenever. Jack is talking to Hannibal about Will when Will's in the room. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, I'm trying to put myself in Will's shoes. 
okay, you you work for the FBI, you are obviously viewed as unstable, you have your psychiatrist, you're, you're being told to go to a therapist, great. Then your therapist you are seeing is now coming along with you as your basically, basically like babysitter. Yeah. Then while you're in one meeting, your boss looks to your babysitter and goes, why didn't you stop him from saying this? And right. my husband was like, excuse me, I'm here. Right, I'm a human like, being that okay, has control of my words. Okay, you want to use me, use me, use me, because you ain't no average psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to use me for my empathy, but yeah. yet I had this babysitter? Like, I'm surprised Will is not, like, you know. Taken aback. Like, yeah. I mean, Hannibal says, I trust Will to make his own decisions, which is obviously a move to be like, no, we're on the same side here, which yeah. is a good move. And like logical, because Jack literally asked him, "Why would why would you let something like that come out of his mouth?" I'm surprised Hannibal wasn't like, "How could I have?" It, right. <laughs> I love that Hannibal didn't defend himself. He just said he justified it. He didn't. Yeah. Which is, it, it's an interesting move. Like uh, my response, were I Hannibal, would have been to go. How was I supposed to stop right. him? How he was said, that possible? Going to say, "Am I going to jump in right. front of him?" I can't like, stop what words. can I do? Right. But he didn't do that. He said. I trust Will to make his own choices, which is an interesting move. Yeah. Not to defend himself, yeah. but to say, no, I just, I'm i not going to apologize for this move and kind of make an excuse. Well, and it's interesting because Jack is obviously undermining Will at this point. Uh, yeah. And this is a moment where Hannibal is sort of giving Will back some of his power and saying like I trust I trust Will he's a big boy and he can say yeah. words and face consequences I mean it, that is he's clearly like you said trying to get him on his side and trying to bring him close he's, he's seeing that Jack is fracturing this relationship and so yep. he's like okay I can continue to bring Will into my corner yep. um, and isolate Jack mm-hmm. further mm-hmm. oh and then Jack says the perfect Jack Crawford I line <laughs> go ahead you knew I was going to jump on this yeah 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 go to do it well you can give the backstory for why Jack says this line. They're talking about oh. whether or not Abigail should go to Minnesota. Yes. Um, and because Alana's there too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Alana says, um, no, you know, she's not ready. It could introduce, it could reintroduce some trauma she experienced. Um, it's a bad idea. Yeah. Trigger her. She could lose it. Yeah. Which and I'm, I'm supportive of that. Sure. Makes sense that sure. Team That's Alana. a natural thing to suggest. He says, all right, what about you, Hannibal? Hannibal says, well, I could be. It could help heal her. It could help, you know, provide sort of, closure. Yeah, going to the scene of the crime could provide some closure. Or it could be interesting for me as a psycho to, to see what happens. <laughs> to just watch and observe and smile. Yeah, and, Jack and then says, Jack goes, "Well, seems we have a difference of opinion. I'll choose the opinion that supports my agenda." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, transparency. That, 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 that's all we ask." Yep. You know. Like, got it. That's exactly, that's perfectly summing up so far about Jack Crawford. Yeah, that's He's very like, Jack. oh, I don't really care. Yeah. This is what I want. Yeah. Someone's willing to. I was to looking for re- that answer. Yep. That's what I want. Thank you, Hannibal. Okay, we're going to go with that. <laughs> I don't care if you're right or you're wrong. I want this yep. response. So let's go. Confirmation bias. But I don't even know it's confirmation bias where you think it's right. He's like, I don't care. This is what I want. <laughs> you're giving me justification for this. Let's do it. Yep, yep. <laughs> I just oh, love, I love that. that line. <laughs> I love uh... Jack. No loud Lawrence, I almost said Lawrence Olivier, no loud Lawrence Fishburne this episode. <laughs> He's very measured, especially in the Shrike's Nest later. Uh-huh, he is I was what I think. very He's measured. He's clearly upset. Oh, very. I wanted him to yell so badly. <laughs> He's clearly upset, but yeah, controlled. Like, again, this was a, a warm, sloggy soup of an episode. Everyone was very... It was a potage. <laughs> it was nutrient-rich because there's a lot of stuff that happens, really important Some key stuff. information. But it was kind of a mucky 
like thick soup I yeah. feel like yeah um so next it cuts to this is a great with space and time Freddie is sitting over coffee with a guy I never met before yeah. question mark where are we I guess we're in Minnesota because that's we find out that that that, that she's talking to the brother of oh. the copycat victim the person Hannibal killed yeah yeah um over coffee, That's but fine. I just love when they have these hard cuts. No yeah, Chiron. Like, how did we get here? How do we like? There's sometimes oh. Chirons. Like when it goes like Bloomington, Minnesota. Oh, we'll yeah. sometimes, sometimes say, but sometimes, sometimes it's just like, oh no, here we are. You can. But figure you it never out. see Freddie go. Oh, I've, I've got to get to Minnesota. Bye. And like, I mean, there's no like. She just appears. There's an amazing example of that later in this episode where it's like, uh-huh. wait, how did you like? Okay. okay. <laughs> um, can we? use this time because now we're about to get into Minnesota where like the big major plot yeah yeah like the things get real yeah can we talk about costumes because I have 100%. so many thoughts about what Hannibal's wearing once we get to Minnesota yeah and we just want to dive into this now because I just have notes okay me too so last week I had my percussion and my Harry Potter uh, reference with the wussy wearing we have <laughs> we have something else now oh no I'm sorry is... <gasps> okay Oh my god, it's so loud. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry everybody. <laughs> I'm going to hold it away. From half zips to paisley, these costumes driving me crazy. It's costumes. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Beautiful. Thank you, everybody. That I'm was my da- from a that word. was my daughter's xylophone. Oh. <laughs> that is my I, I stole one of my child's toys to oh. bring to record on this podcast. That was so lovely. It's like something you'd hear from like a children's podcast. Like yep, yep. Oh, exactly. I love that. Okay, okay. so Hannibal wow. is wearing whenever he's well, we Minnesota. already talked about um, Will's gray panties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah his panties. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go backwards to what Hannibal's wearing, but I yeah. have to start with. A half zip sweater under your suit over your tie. I don't know what to say. But over a shirt. Over yeah, yes. So it's a regular again, he's never the only time so far, three episodes in, when he's not wearing a third piece is that one dinner scene real quick. Otherwise it's a three piece suit. Mm-hmm. It or it is this insanity. Whereas I'm I'm wearing a suit with a shirt and a tie. Yep. And then I'm I'm gonna put on instead of like a V-neck sweater, which would make sense. Right. I'm gonna put on a half zip. A half zip, exactly, with one of the, like a with stand-up collar. Stand-up collar, then put my suit jacket on over that. Mm-hmm. It is Benuni's crazy. It doesn't make heads or tails I, sense. I don't understand. I don't understand. How do you, it. My my question was okay. How do you bend your arms? All those layers under your arms. You know what I mean? Like the wouldn't yeah, button to thick. your. Your sort of the crook of your arms. That's so. That's a great point. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I, I would imagine he's wearing like really nice thin, like merino wool. I'm sure it's or, fucking like, tailored for the gods. As you know, well. and and so I would imagine. Okay, you have a shirt, you have a sweater, but it's nice and thin, and then a yeah. suit jacket. It's not. Nothing is rolled up, so it's okay. Okay, yeah. But it's just a weird look up in the collar area with that, like the zip and the thing popping out. It's uh-huh. like is he popping his collar? You know it. I don't like it. I also don't like, but I also love what Freddie Lance is wearing in the hospital. Okay, okay. Can I describe it? Please do. <laughs> okay. This is so crazy. <laughs> she's got her, her typical curly red hair, mm-hmm. and along with it, she's wearing a leopard print bodycon dress, so like tight to the hips and legs, and then a cape, and, and sort of over-the-head cape, black cape, 
with was it leopard print on the inside of the cape or some sort of print on the inside of the cape as well and matching gloves black gloves with the cuff of the gloves were the same leopard as her Mm -hmm. body contrast all day leopard all day was it, was, so was it this was supposed like to be like, shawl. she's a predator, like that sort of thing were we supposed to get from it? I Am guess. I reading too much I think into you're it? Really much, I think she mm. just has bonkers I style. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, oh, Freddie Lounds, in the scenes later at the house, was wearing like striped pants. When she like appears, she? she's like, you need to check your police lines, bitch, because like I snuck in and no problemo. <laughs> and she's wearing like weird striped pants. Yes. I don't know. She has. Yeah, no, no. Her I costumes don't... are crazy. I just couldn't get that goddamn leather uh, leopard dress out of my head. I almost no. shrieked last night when I was watching the episode again. It's like a leather skirt with the a shawl. It's so yeah. crazy. No, it looks like a cape. It's like this all around all around cape that she's yes. she just yanked over her head. It's so crazy. Okay. Okay. I, I don't even know where to start. I was going to say, I have a conspiracy, but it's not a conspiracy. I just, I just realized something that's really dumb. Please, share. Alana, when she arrives to see... Okay, oh my gosh. There's also another thing I want to say about Alana that I forgot to mention earlier. Uh-huh. When she arrives to see Abby at this psychiatric hospital, yeah. her purse uh-huh. is the same purse that Freddie Lowndes had in the previous episode what? when she showed up to Hannibal's office. What? We're going to need pictures on this. I don't know if we can get screenshots. Oh, Oh, I got them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, I got them. What? So I was like, whatever. I don't know Lazy costume department or something. But I I rewatched and I was like, holy shit. There's no way that's that's not purposeful. This costume department is so on it. Do you think? While while you're looking at that picture, can we talk about Alana wearing like a really cute dress with the high boots when she visits Will? And then she's wearing the same dress when she goes to the shopping. She comes back to Abigail with the shopping bags. Yes. It's like a cute dress above the knee. Yeah. With some high boots. Like, she looks good. high boots. She looks all right. She's all in blue this entire episode. She's head to toe blue. I couldn't crack the color. I just wasn't noticing Uh, the color. But I noticed the boots. And I was like, okay, that's like a little bit different. It's kind of fun. She's she's into the knee high boots. They might be a little risque for me as a psychiatrist to. for you as a psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah, me and my personal psychiatric um, practice, <laughs> I don't wear knee-high boots. Um, okay, I'm trying to think. Who I also am a really big there. fan of Abigail's neck scarf. I can't stand. I mean, I know really? she's covering up her stupid neck. It's not stupid. She I, I can't remember the story. And nerds, please tell me what the story is called. There was like a, a children's horror book story. Uh-huh. There's like a kid, a, a girl uh-huh, with, with a the, scarf. Like, a red and then like her. she meets this boy and takes off her scarf. Yep. And her head, and falls, her head off. falls off. Yep. That's what it reminded me of. Yep. And I was into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're sick. Uh, I am. In, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You're a sick man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Really? I don't I mean, really again, care what Jack was wearing. Yeah, I was going to say, Jack Orange was... Orange tie, red shirt. Very I, normal things. I couldn't tell there was one sequence if he was wearing... If his tie had stains on it or if it was shadows. Oh. I was like, does he have stains on his tie? Like, I mean, I would buy that. And I was like, okay, great. He's like, I don't, I don't care. Right. Until Terry, I'm like, oh, it was oh, a hot dog. Who cares? Like, it was coffee a on my... hot dog. <laughs> no, that's me. Every single one of my sports jerseys has a mustard stain on the bottom of it. It's a spilled hot dog. No, yeah, he was wearing very... There was, like, at one point he was wearing a sort of turquoise striped tie or something like that. Does um, Hannibal have any solid prints? It's always stripes, paisley... It is plaid. plaid suit, which I like a plaid suit. I love a plaid suit. It looks good. It does. 
and no, again, no matching shirts and ties yet since episode one. So far, we're on a good streak. No matching shirts and ties. I made it really clear in episode one that I hate matching shirts and ties. (laughs) And Hannibal listened. Uh, Perry and I are going to a wedding soon, and Perry's thinking about doing a matching no, shirt no, and tie. No, 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 no. I know we probably won't because actually the dress code for the wedding is black tie optional. So black tie optional. It's too that's, fancy to that's, wear. A if you shirt got and tie. it, wear it. If you don't, don't sweat it. Right. Got Precisely. It. Which is nice. Do you have a, Which is nice. He should do black tie. He's got a tux. He, He's uh, a man now. Your boyfriend should get a tux. I think he's just going to do a dark suit, dark suit, white shirt, dark tie, dark shoes. That's fair. I mean, you literally can never go wrong with yeah. that. But you know, he should get a, he should get himself a tuxedo. Rent one? No, he should buy himself a tuxedo. He's about to go to business school. He's, a, he, he's an adult man. It'll Is he's he? finished growing. Like it'll not go out of the tuxedos don't go out of style. If you get a nice tuxedo, it'll just it's last true. you. You wear it one two times a year, maybe do a wedding or something like that. But it'll last you for a while. Do you, do you own one? I do. Yeah, I had one uh, for my sister's wedding, which was black tie, and I got one for cool. that and. I've worn it to my sister-in-law's wedding and another thing. And nice. Yeah, I, it's, okay. I've worn it maybe six times in my life, but it's nice, and I and yeah. still fit into it. That's and always a plus. It's tuxedo, you know. It's Can't not go gonna, wrong. You know. I know. I'm so. having to buy a formal dress, which I don't have, like a floor-length formal. Dress. Do they not have that on a rented runway? They do, but you can only rent a runway for like four days, and we're gonna be out of town for like eight. Oh wow. Okay. Anyway. So, the, any other costumes that we want to talk about? Uh, yes. When Han, I answer my own question. <laughs> Opening sequence. So Han, so at, they're hunting. At Garrett Jacob Hobbs is wearing this like camo shirt. I get it, camo pants. Abigail Hobbs is like a camo shirt with like a vest, like a really cute like down vest over it. And she's wearing jeans while she is hunting, which I don't understand. Like I feel like jeans are pretty. Uh, I feel like jeans are pretty uh, active, you know. But like, I don't. I'm out in the woods hunting a deer. I think I'd wear like camo pants or like something not like a nice, cute pair of jeans. Yeah, while it's she was sort hunting. Of, um, restrictive. In I mean, yeah. Why are you hunting? What do you? Yeah, camo pants, right? Or something like that. Something. Camo pants, like dark pants, not like. She was wearing like a pair of like, like nice pastel je- jeans. Yeah, jeans. <laughs> I was like, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like that. Yeah, I mean, she's dressed very simply. I like her jacket that 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 Abigail that Abigail had. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm a fan of that scarf. Was it paisley? No, it was like floral. What was the scarf? Ooh, was it paisley? The one maybe when they were in the greenhouse. I think that one might have been paisley. Yeah, I liked Will's sweater. I wrote when they visit Abigail and they walk in on Freddie Lounge in the hospital. Will's sweater is the best Will Graham look so far. He's got a jacket, like a tweed jacket, mm. and like a V-neck sweater, and he looks—he looks like a human. He looks put together. He looks put together. He looks nice. Good. Um, for Will. Finally. For, yes, for Will. God. Okay. Any other costumes that we have? Um, I'm looking back at my notes right now. Sweaty Will in his panties later when he wakes up from that dream. <laughs> Sweaty panties. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> oh, I regret introducing. Uh the word panties into this discussion. Sorry, everybody, if you're triggered by the sound <laughs> panties or moist. Uh-oh. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, no, close this out. Visiting cabin, handing with another underlined half sip. Okay, here we go.
we get dressed and we get undressed and that's just all the rest <laughs> it's that was costumes I think the opening was better than the closing. Okay, you're sure. I, well, I wasn't going to say it, but beautiful. Thank you for Thank you very much. Blending your musical stylings every episode. Perry was like, Jack well, sings in every episode. He, I will. I will. You I, do. I, I didn't sing in the first episode. No, you did. Two ep- when you did sang sing? a bit from um, Sweeney Todd. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember that. And I sang George Michael in the Black second Dump. episode, Father yeah, Figure. You did. J- j- just wait till Chilton shows up, everybody. I'm busting out the company. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Okay, oh, so we're in Minnesota. Let's dive into it. I want to make sure we really cover this thing and don't run, you know, yeah. try and keep up with the length that we had for episode two. Um, <laughs> can, okay, so can I say <laughs> uh, this moment, I literally went, the fuck? <laughs> Oh, they pull up in Minnesota. They get out of the car. It's the first time she's seeing her house after mm-hmm. the, and it has cannibals written on the and doorway. Will's got a gun. Will's got his gun again. Um, Annie's got his gun. Um, and they walk up to the patio where her mom dies. And she goes, oh, is this where my mom died? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And she looks at it and she goes, goodbye, mom. Yes. Done. And then walks away. I went, oh. Okay. okay. And there's well, like a blood stain. I that. thought there'd be a chalk outline. And then Will's like, they only do that when like, he like, yeah, explains no, it. Um, why? Okay, mom. so I know that it's like her stuff, but why are there evidence? I was really confused. Why were there evidence boxes there? Same question it's still too. a crime scene. There's still like a thing. But yet, uh, wouldn't those boxes be taken down? She was going through some of them, I guess. She was for going reasons. through them. And like evidence boxes, not even just full of like photos, but but like one with a knife in it. Yeah, it had like, yes, yes, which comes back later. When, <laughs> when what's his face? What, what is his name again? Care Jacob Hobbs? No, oh, no. Boyle. Nicholas Boyle. <laughs> Nicholas, Nicholas Boyle. Boyle. I was like, what's this guy's name again? He's, he, he's in and out. I have um, no idea why there would still be evidence boxes around. I was very confused by that. Lazy they walk into the kitchen where his dad's dying and there's just like evidence boxes. And I was like, what? Um, and then she's like, did, did you recognize the voice? And Hanny's like, hmm, she heard the voice. Like that was the moment when it cuts to his face. And he's like, interesting. She's mm-hmm. about to, she's going to figure out that it was me. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Um, I. No, I mean, she's just like so strangely detached to this whole, this whole time. And Will is like clearly freaked out by it whenever they're in the kitchen. And she's like, oh, is this where all my blood was? Oh, did you talk to my, have you, did you pretend to be my dad? It's like talking to a shadow suspended on dust. What I wrote that, that What? I'm sorry. Where did you get that idea? Talking to his shadow suspended on dust. I don't understand what that means. I can barely, like, imagine it. I don't... But, I. But right, so he's like, that's the best way he can explain it, I guess, which sounds about right. And mm-hmm. But the whole time he's, like, looking at her like, she should be more freaked out. Very much so. She should be, like, weeping. You and almost like, died right here. And you found out that your father was a murderer and killed your mom. Like, what? You should be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I and mean, we find out, you know... What the, you would expect her to be much more freaked out. Yes. So this is like Alana has seen her sort of calculation in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Hannibal and Will are seeing her calculation and it's all sort of coming together for all of them. And I feel like he's starting to doubt his, because he was very staunchly like, Abigail had nothing to do mm-hmm. with this. He had nothing, she had nothing to do with her father's crimes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a moment where he's looking at her thinking, this is not normal. And maybe she. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 
Um, and she's talking about, you know, we find the bodies, and Abigail's like, you wouldn't find any of the bodies because he used every single part of it. He ground up the so-and-so to make putty. Yeah. And then the, the way that Hannibal pronounces putty is like putty. <laughs> Where would you use this putty? <laughs> I didn't even notice. It's just putty. Like, he pronounces the T's. It's not putty. It's putty. Yes, it's not like, yeah, it's putty. not with two D's. Yeah, it's, it's with putty. Putty. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> just Wallace. a little mess. I that is a ringtone. killing it. Um, What's-his-face Boyle shows up, and he's like, you killed her, didn't you? And then the, the friend, the friend, by the way, who appears in the house out of nowhere. <laughs> no, Yeah, they go, oh, Abigail, someone's here to see you. And she's just standing in the living room. Okay, but people, again, people just keep popping people up. People appear in this appear show. Appear in locations, and I don't understand how they got into And he jail. appears in the woods behind her house. That was so <laughs> strange. He's what, just, like, in lurking in the did woods. Did Freddie tell him that they were going to be there? She must have. I was thinking, how did he know they were going to be there? Yeah, I think she must have. She must have been, like, she's going to, she's going back yeah. to, to, to Minnesota. Right. hide out in the woods. This is what's up. Do you think Hannibal told Freddie? Huh. I don't know. I don't don't he know. might have. I mean, I could have bought that because how would she know they're going back? Because that was the decision made in the FBI. But Hannibal's in the room. Oh, yeah. How would Freddie know they're heading back to Minnesota? Oh, that's a good I don't point. know. It's I don't know. And then her, her friend with the rocket arm launches... <laughs> launches a fastball to his head. Launches a freaking rock. And Hannibal right? hides the rock. Cut, cut to... Hides the rock. <laughs> and sweaty Will with his dream. That, that, sweaty that, Will. That was a crazy dream. Hannibal... <laughs> Over soon, and he like slits her throat. Like he right. is Garrett Jacob Hobbs. Again, he's like very tripped up about like mm-hmm. slipping into Garrett Jacob Hobbs and like cannot shake him for oh, whatever yeah. reason. Okay, so the, then the mom comes of the girl, the friend. Yeah. And the mom is like, "We're get back here, get back here." You know, and she's like, yeah. "Why do you have to be such a bitch?" And then it cuts to Hannibal's it face. Cuts to Hannibal, I know, and he looks at her like, "That's all I needed to hear." Why though? Like, why would he? Because he needed her to be rude so he could kill her. Why would he need to kill her? So that he could frame Nicholas Boyle and take the heat off of himself. Okay. Interesting. Because okay. they're framing Nicholas Boyle as the copycat. Interesting. Because, I, cause yeah, because the whole, like, rude to your parent thing, I'm like, all right, I guess. I never thought that that would be, like, a Hannibal, like, faux pas. Like, if you, like, disrespectful to your elders kind of a thing. I think just rudeness, period. Okay. Got it. Okay. It doesn't matter that it yeah, was. Yeah, he definitely got to him and you're like, uh oh, you did. Yeah, he's like, hold up, girl. Mm-hmm. You said the wrong yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's what we cut to. We go to the cabin to look for evidence. It's super, super clean. Drip, drip, drip. We find her strung up on the thing. On Mount the, the exact same way. In the same way. Jack is like, you said. You said. <laughs> you okay? Okay. I had to burp. I was trying not to burp okay. right to the up, microphone. I look up. I'm in. In my Jack Crawford mode, and I look up, and you're like, <laughs> "Sorry." I know I probably look like I was about to barf all over the and microphone. Jack is like, "You said it. You said he would never kill the same way again. You said it." And I'm like, "Okay, you think he's unstable? You don't trust him, obviously, and yet you're taking Will's grand word for gospel, word for word, right? Yes, yeah. Not yeah. like, oh, I guess you were a little bit wrong. What else could you be wrong about? Like, he's like, wow, right." Like, like he is not so infallible hard for Will. That Will's like I can't catch a break. Right. I like, can't be wrong about one I'm thing. I'm wrong about one thing. Down. I'm right about 8,000 things. I'm a little bit wrong about one thing and yet now you're like second guessing every Freaking choice I made. Like me. Jesus. Yeah, but very measured tones. Very 
measured. Yeah. You Because he's like, me. you brought her here and another girl's dead. Like, mm-hmm. very... So many times Hannibal's face watching this thing. And he's like, yeah, this is definitely... This is definitely... Um, like, Hannibal doing it again. And it was like, this is the same guy, same pattern. So many things. Yeah. Um, their kidneys were taken. That was the organ. I was like, what oh, was it? Okay. Her kidneys were taken. I didn't they know. say, didn't yeah. catch that. Ugh. And then we cut to the hair. The the pillows in the <laughs> hair. <laughs> so gross. Did you ever watch, uh, this is not going to be a spoiler. Did you ever watch American Horror Story? No. Season two, specifically? No, I never watched it. Okay. I'd like to watch it, but I never watched it. Okay. Okay. You should. Cool. Great. That's done. Uh, <laughs> um, right. Where she, again, and this is when I realized that she has a knife on the table in an mm-hmm. evidence box, I guess. That's when Nicholas Boyle comes in and is like, I want to talk to you. Like, I didn't kill her. And he's like, please, shut up. I want to talk to you. And he throws her against yeah. the thing and she stabs him. She guts him. As guts him. Says. Yeah. Did she really gut him? Or do you think he's saying that because she's just such in shock and he's kind of implanting that idea Ba-boom, in his head? That one. Yeah. Um... Oh, oh, this is the greatest moment of this episode. We finally see Hannibal in action. Everything before this has been like, there's a dead body, and it comes to Hannibal eating something. It's very yeah, much like yeah. he's doing things behind the scenes, we not on camera. Yeah. And then he's walking in, he's like, oh shit, something's up. And and Alana's like, Abigail, Abigail. Abigail. He's like, something's up. Bam! Right. Slams knocked her, out. Get knocked her out, boom. One slam against the Done. wall, knocks her out, and then he goes down. He's like, Abigail, what do we have here? Yeah, what happened? Okay, you've gutted him. And they're going to think that you are part Mm -hmm. of your father's crimes. So we can either let them think that or you can help me hide the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's the killer teacher. He's like, okay. Yeah. Father figure. This is what he wants. Teacher figure. Okay. Let's do Do exactly what I say. Oh, yeah. Great. We can do this. Yeah. Um, But in a way that's like he's trying to scare her. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. She's so vulnerable. She's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I killed somebody. And he's like, you butchered her. You butchered him. Yeah. What did what? Oh, you gutted him. You oh. gutted him. You didn't just self defense. Oh, and she's no. like, so I know. I'm kind of trying to piece together like, what did she actually do, and how much of it is Hannibal just like, fucking with her mind and planting know, these right? things in her? Because she's at this point, she's only been a slight tangential partner to her father's crimes, right? She didn't actually, whatever, slice these girls up, but she just sort of lured them in. Spoiler alert: We don't know this yet. Jack is Jack thinks this is what's happening, but we haven't really been confirmed that she's oh, done that. Oh, we haven't. Yet. No. Oh, I mean, Spoiler yeah. Spoiler alert. No, it's not. I mean, you get a good sense from Jack that that's what you we think. And is based happening. on Abigail's kind of weirdness, you're like, okay, something's not. She knows yeah, more than she's letting yeah. on, or what something's up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, and what? Who cares? But so there's that. So, but this is the first time that she's she's or we're we don't know, but we're assuming it looks like this is the first time she has really gotten her hands literally. Blood red. Without, yeah, that isn't deer. That isn't deer, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, she's like, what, what, what? And he, I love how intricate when Jack is like, he came, he he left, he knocked out Dr. Bloom, he scratched Hannibal's face or something, like the blood matched this, like Hannibal oh, yeah. is so good at doctoring the crime yeah. scene, that, like yeah. every little thing. Yeah. And I think that's what he had in mind when he covered the rock with the blood. Oh, yeah. Because the rock had the kid's blood. Exactly. And he was like, Nicholas Boyle's blood is going to come in handy later. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which was interesting that he thought that even before he decided he was going to kill that girl. 
So like he walked over, he hit the rock. Interesting. Yeah. And then like, what's his end game? I think yeah. he just maybe was just like was this just like, could be valuable. This, right, exactly. I'm gonna have to hang on to this if I need it. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I do. Yeah, interesting. Um, this is a great example of the no travel thing. I wrote that no travel. There's it's nighttime. Who knows what hour it is? I don't know. But it's nighttime right. in Minnesota. It's it, they're at the ambulance. Will gets up and leaves and Jeff's like, Where are you going? And Will's like, I wanna go home and he just leaves. Yeah. Okay, so he's like, "What's happening? Is he going right. driving to the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport, booking a ticket? Right. Is he having the FBI book my ticket for me? Like, right. get me a flight and get me the next flight? Like, what? How is he getting? How does he get home? He just leaves. Yep. I'm going home. Uh, how are you going home? Yeah, no one says, "Hey, do we, but we our flights tomorrow morning. Why would you? Yeah. No, he no, he nothing like that. Yeah, he's not like Jack. Can we get out of here now? He goes like he just leaves. I just yeah. I'm like okay, and that and then he's home. Brilliant. Final scene, Hannibal's office. Oh, that office is so amazing. It is. And, and just, another sort of situation of time, yes. time jumping, okay. space, okay. space and time jumping. Okay. He's sitting there at his desk. I have to rewound this last night because I was like, how did she get there? Uh-huh. He's sitting there at his desk doing something. Taking r- notes Writing, just doing some kind of business. And he's like, hello, Abigail. And then he looks up and she's like, how did you know it was me? He goes, uh, the hospital called. You scaled your wall or something. Yeah. And she's up on the elevated surface. She's, up she's in on the his frat elevated log. surface. <laughs> in his frat house he's elevated. In his frat, yeah, exactly. In his little library nook. Okay, so is there a door to that from somewhere else? Or did she sneak in and hide out when he wasn't in the office? Right, and it's just been up there the whole time while I don't know. he's milling around, taking notes, Why seeing would... patients. I mean. Ma- Maybe she was there earlier, he saw a patient, knew she was up there, but the patient didn't see her, so he just went on as normal. Right. Patient left, he's writing notes, and he's like, by the way, hi, Abigail. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were up there. That's the closest explanation I can think. It doesn't It doesn't seem like there's some like hidden door up there to an upper level that uh, leads. Otherwise, she would just ostensibly take that door and come down and meet him in the other door and not take the ladder down. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, maybe she hid up there. That was a very strange... Like, why not have her be waiting in the waiting room and he, like, open the door and go, oh, hi, Abigail. Yeah, they yes. told me you were going to come. Or, like, knock, 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 and he opens the door and she's there. And it's right. And he was expecting Will, but it was Abigail. Yeah, that, I was just like, okay, interesting. Okay. She's hiding out. Yeah, it must have been that she was hiding out. He had a patient, and that's, like, his post-patient, his post-session notes. I think so. And he's like, he knew she was there all along. Yeah, yeah. Um... And she Still figured wild. it out. She figured it out. You're the one who called. You're the you're mm-hmm. a serial killer. She's like, boom! I know who exactly. Mm-hmm. You're a serial killer. Like my dad. Because he tries blah, blah, blah. to lie for a second, and he was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna call to get an interview with him," and it was yeah. bad timing. Get an interview with him? I don't understand. What... I guess it's like for, as functioning as an FBI special okay. something. I don't know. I am nothing like your dad. Yerp. You're not. He's not. <laughs> no, he is not. He, he. That's the truth. Yeah, that was an They'll actual nugget people, of truth. But I'm nothing like Gary yeah. Pops. So now they're both secret keepers. Yeah. They're each other's secret, secret keepers. You, you keep, keep mine. mine. Which is like gross. Like that is like really like a dark, disturbing kind of thing. But yeah. also like, okay, the episode ends with a clear delineation of these two people now are, have a closer relationship. They figured each other out. Yeah, I was going to say. They mm-hmm. have certainly figured out Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, because the whole time Abby's been pulled in every direction by every other person, like mm-hmm. I said, and at the end we see that Hannibal managed to pull her the closest. Well, she also has leverage on him. Oh yeah. She's like, guess what? 
I know something about you, yeah. which you don't want them to find out. Yeah, and he's like, great, um, you literally helped me hide a body earlier, so we, I know something about you. We each have dirt on each other yeah. that we don't want out, so okay. Yeah, this is it now. Now we have a partnership. Exactly. We each have you know, mutually beneficial, we each have mutual need on the other person. Um, so, so I guess that's like the biggest nutrient of this potage was that. It really kind of gave us a lot more with Abigail Hobbs. It threw it. It really kind of broadened that relationship. Kind of stuck her in. But I, I don't know how I feel about her as a character. Well, I feel bad for her because at the mm-hmm. end, there's this moment where a, a lot of emotions sort of flash over her face, right? Mm-hmm. When he walks away and the camera zooms into her face, and it's this like, oh, oh wait, I'm in it. Oh no, where she's yeah. like, right, I'm in it. And also, I'm in the same position I was before with my dad. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. sort of keeping his secret. Interesting, yeah. And we were yeah. a team. I'm we not were free. this, yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah, free. exactly. I'm not I'm free back at all. in the shit. Yeah. And the second that she killed Nicholas Boyle and didn't run out and say, self defense, self defense, uh-huh. she's like, okay, that was the point of no return. Yeah. Yeah. She could have said, no, 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 no. Well, although it would have been interesting what Hannibal would have done. Like, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, I have to, and just done something. Um, but no, she, she was vulnerable, and Hannibal convinced her, and that was the point of no return. Now she's in it. Yeah. It, it, and it's just so wild to me, his, Hannibal's um, sort of pitch to keep her from crying self-defense, right? Because it would have been a pretty, I think, easy argument to say this was self-defense if we're pinning the uh, marissa shore's murder on nicholas hobbs oh, to good, say good oh, name f- memory i couldn't remember anyone's <laughs> name this episode i'm surprised i yanked that from my <laughs> mind palace as, as you might say um but you could just say oh he just got done killing her and she, he came after me next and i had to do something you know blah 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 mm-hmm. pretty decent self-defense and hannibal says oh, sure, some people would call it self-defense, but some might not. Do you want to take that risk? Do you want the heat? Yeah, do you I want the heat? I think he's not even like the courts of law. It's yeah. the court of public opinion. Oh, yeah. You want Freddie Lowndes. You want the people throwing stones at your house. Right. You know, exactly. like, what do you want? Yeah, we can either keep each other's secret and just run for a bit and and just duck duck the attention, or you can risk it. All right. So, any other things we need to talk about? Any other? I think we covered a lot of it. Can I can I say one moment? I, Please. When I I thought back to Alana's outfit and I said, "Oh, there's something else about her that I wanted to mention." Yeah, yeah. yeah. She okay. Do you remember last episode when she came to the hospital and she was reading to Abigail while she was still in a coma? Yeah, the the E. Cummings one. The good man's hard to find. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it wasn't E. Cummings, but it was something. But oh, it was okay. a good man's Whatever. hard to find. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> poetry nerds don't get at me. <laughs> But then she shows up in this episode with with right her shopping spree in tow and says, oh, hi, I'm Alana. I'm a psychiatrist, da-da-da. And I was like, wait, you guys have never met before? No. Right. I was like, but she's no. like creepily reading to her in the hospital as when a you're stranger? In a coma, well, when you're in a coma, you can hear things apparently. And so she was just yeah. doing that. To like help her brain function. To kind of help her brain function, to keep her stimulated. I just thought it was a strange... Uh... She had a, I don't know, I was like, that's very weird to go, to read to a stranger and show up with a bunch of money bags full of clothes. And a lot of iTunes gift cards. And a lot, hey, a lot of gift cards. I'm not good with gift cards. Says something about you. I don't know what it says about you. I'm also really bad at redeeming gift cards. I have several gift certificates that are like two years old. Yeah, I am as well. I know. I sort of judged her about that and I thought, wait, I do have a stack of gift cards like in a drawer somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
No, that's okay. That yeah. was my last. That was my parting thought. No, I guess we got to rate it. What do you think? Oh man! Uh, again, I did. I did not think about this. Um, uh, okay. Okay. I think I would rate this episode a, a seven. You know, yeah. like it was all right. It was okay, but it wasn't my fave. Yeah, there's nothing really to, like, knock it for. I mean, there's no CSI crew. There's no real murder. I mean, there's the dead body on the thing. There's no, like, grossness. But that was, like, such a small bit of it. There's a lot of talking. It's a lot of talking. So I'd I'd give it seven bags full of hair. Pillows full of hair. (laughs) Seven pillows full of hair. Yeah, I've been debating this, too, in my head. I'm like, okay, I gave... It, it was eight and six point five. I'm trying to figure out where it falls into this one, and I like have to like compare it to what I've rated before. And I, yeah, I preferred the previous episode in the sense of like, it's it, it's got the gore, it's got the the craziness, it's got mm-hmm. the, the kind of the you know stuff in it. And this episode to me felt flat. It felt like a mushy thing, like a potage. Felt like a potage, and it had some nutrients. It had some stuff. I, I loved when Hannibal finally slammed her against the wall. Like I love Hannibal in action. Oh yeah, that just was him great. Watching people was really that was great. But it didn't nuggets. have a lot of the things that I love about this show, like the crazy dead, like the crazy scenes, the CSI crew, the Jack Crawford screaming. <laughs> it, just, uh-huh. it, it was lacking for me. Um, so I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it six. Mm. I'm going a bit harsh for me, but That's yeah, right. no, yeah, I'm gonna give it six questionable glasses. Mm, <laughs> yes, clear, clear lens. Question glasses. mark. <laughs> I'm gonna give it six questionable glasses. <laughs> so I feel like I, I want to feel like this is one of the harshest episodes I'll give. Like looking, episode four, you said it's a bit weird, but it, it, it's soon gonna start really clocking I mean, in. Episode we're, four we're, is oh, bonkers. It feels out of place, but it has the action and has the sort of the what we love about the Hannibal. depth you're looking. This is what I love about Hannibal: the yes. craziness. This, uh-huh. this is, and then we start getting in because this, this is still early in season one, so yeah, we're still yeah. although season's only thirteen episodes long, so That's they right. don't cut to the chase. There's no slow build, but yeah, this one is it's good. It's got its stuff, but it just didn't really pull me. Yeah, we're still missing some key characters that this storyline depends on that we will meet in like two episodes. Uh, I can't wait for the universe to really blow up because yeah, there are yeah, some yeah. big characters we're going to meet soon that I really am so excited to dive into. It's really still small in scope. Um, cool. Awesome. Great. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Um, I hope the sound was better. Um, I apologize for the one time smashing the, the thing really close. I guess that's one thing that you should about. We're still trying to we're still trying to figure out the right mic situation so that our voices right. are kind of balanced so that if you're turning it up to hear one of us, the other one of us isn't screaming. I know. Sorry. It's like I am I a soft talker is is Jack a I loud am talker? a loud talker. That is a fact. And so I am I feel like categorically farther away from the mic than I than yes, you, you are. are. Um, so we're just trying to figure it out. Bear, 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 bear with us, guys. Um, <clears throat> thank you. Please uh, give us a follow. Give us a, give us a subscription. Follow us on SoundCloud. Follow us on on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at ethbutcherspod on Twitter. Our website is theethicalbutchers.com. Um, and you can p- email us, please do, at ethicalbutcherspodcast at gmail.com. Um, record, mixed, edited, directed, spoken, danced, mm. musical direction by Melina and Jack. Us. 
Um, theme music by Sean Hills and logo design by John Larson. All right. So please enjoy this episode, and we will see you again in two weeks. Bye. So long.